Praise the Lord. Come right on in. Praise the Lord. We're here. Hope that you're ready tonight. It's a bit strong tonight, but we're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. Come on in. Come on in. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Getting back settled in the, the, the unction. We're so happy to see you. It's been a long day. Uh, we're, we're making sure our setup is good. We're making sure everything is running well. Uh, I appreciate you who are coming in here at the beginning. Those of you who are coming a little later, we hope that you will enjoy what we're speaking on today. I always take the beginning to just kind of check and make sure everything is going all right. Because when you're dealing with technology and you don't have... Uh, a whole bunch of people to uh, kind of help you out at the beginning. Sure Praise the Lord. Sure you you got to make sure you, you got everything right on your own. All right. So we got volume. Now, thank you once again for being on the unction. Uh, those of you who are here now, I just want to do the, the right thing and say, you know what? When people are kind enough to support you and they're kind enough to be there for you in the ministry, you, you got to make mention of them. We're so grateful for Gabriel uh, Bradshaw, thank you so much. Dwight Paramore, Louise, we appreciate you. Um, who, who else we have here? We have Antonio Curry. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. We, we are so happy for our patrons, those of you who are a part of this ministry, pushing towards our success. Uh, more young people were blessed this week. I, I, I want to just tell you thank you. Uh, for blessing the lives of so many young people who were, um, they were without. And, uh, you know, I don't like putting people, humble folk business out. You know, sometimes you, you give and help folk out and they put that on front street, but yet they'll say protect the wolves. No, I'm going to protect the ones that we're helping. I'm going to expose the wolves. And that's a part of this program. But all of you who have given and, and been a part of this ministry, we appreciate you. Uh, Carla Walker, Antonio Curry, Kim Durden, um, Nate, we appreciate you. Monique, Troya, we appreciate you. Um, Roe, Travis Cunningham, Tanja Cooper, uh, Christopher Hines-Smith, Dwight Paramore again, Andrea Dowdy, we appreciate you. All, all of you who have given towards this cause, Jeremiah, we appreciate you, those of you who were here this week. And every every time you give, I want to make mention of your names because it is you who makes this all possible. Thank you so much. And if you would like to help us to continue to give to our community, I'm here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, I, I want to find families to help everywhere. And if you all, you know what, this is the next email. If there's someone in your city that you would like to bless, um, email me at uh, theunction.ray at gmail.com, and we will figure out a way to partner together. And those who get to this platform, we want to start just sending things to different cities. You've helped so many people in the city of Charlotte. You just don't know. Young people who need encouragement don't see the love of Jesus nowhere, not at home, not at church. But they was able to see the love of Jesus through this platform. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, 
Thank you. We we greatly appreciate you. I'm going to get to the live chats here, and we're going to jump all in. Thank you, uh, Tanger Cooper again. Uh, Gene65, thank you so much. Thank you all for being a part of this. All right. Let's jump in this lesson. And uh, it, it's it's kind of funny, the, the, the title, but it's a serious subject. And for those of you who stick with us, you're going to see some things. We're going to, I believe, express the heart of God. The name of this platform is The Unction, where we give you the word of God and we depend on the spirit of God. We are not a gossiping platform. That we're not. We we don't care to be a gossiping p- platform. We're not here to um, air out people or whatever the case may be. But we are here to tell the truth. We are here to tell the truth. And uh, today's uh, topic is the smiling bully and the con man. Um, I, I'm not going to be on this. I'm not talking about them long once again. When I talk about something that happens in the public or I talk about something that happens in the news, it's not so I can dwell on the particular people, but that I can look at what's really going on. Because a lot of times when you start to speak on things, people take you arbitrarily. People think you're just saying stuff. You just, oh, I I felt like being sensational and I felt like calling out some names so I can get some people to view me. No, I'm trying to point towards something. So I want to take you to the scripture once again. Let's get in the word. Let's get in the word. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 19 through 21. You gladly, this is the New International Version. You gladly put up with fools since you are so wise. In fact, you even put up with anyone who enslaves you. Or exploits you, or takes advantage of you, or puts on airs, or slaps you in the face. To my shame, this is Paul speaking, to my shame, I admit it, I admit that we were too weak for that. We were too weak for that. For the ten of you that's here uh, thus far, uh, once again, I, I don't know how it's happening, but thank the Lord, thousands are starting to look at these. But um, for the 10 of you that are here, the 11 of you that are here so far, and we're building up, I want you to understand that there's nothing new under the sun. And in the Corinthian culture, what they respected more than anything was strength. So the type of preachers and pastors that they liked. Okay, what's what's going on with my feet here? All right, let's go. Something going on with the feet? Let me know I'm okay. Hello? Uh, I appreciate you who are coming in here. All right. All right, see, that's the thing. When you start dealing with powers and principalities, (laughs) it don't shock me. This don't shock me. I I could tell you some things that's happened to me before. I could tell you some things. Good afternoon from Sacramento, California. Latanya McDaniel, God bless you. All right, here's the thing. The Corinthian church, I'm going to keep on going. 
they expected strength more than anything. So the type of preachers that they liked were braggadocious. They were uh, larger than life. They were the type of preachers that seemed like they were beyond your reach. They were the stars. And, and when you had a preacher that talked to you the way you wanted them, uh, the, you to talk to them, rather, when you had a preacher who would treat you the way that they wanted to be treated, they would be like, what kind of preacher is that? Uh-uh, you must not have it together because why would you respect poor folk? Why would you respect people who are common on the street? Uh-uh, you, you must not have your business together. You must not be great. And for some reason, for some re- what did it say? HDT Leadership Academy, uh, praise the Lord from Savannah, Georgia, Charleston, Shannon from Charleston. For some reason, that same demon spirit that was plaguing the Corinthians is plaguing the church today. If you're the type of preacher that just treat people the way you want to be treated, if you're the type of preacher that will be among the people, like, you know, everyone knows in Charlotte, I'm a working pastor, and I'm not better than you. It's just the Lord charged me. The Lord charged me to do his work. The Lord charged me to answer the call, and that's all I am. So when 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 you see a preacher that is, is just normal towards the people, people assume that you don't have yourself together. Don't know I have one of the most bustling ministries in Charlotte. Don't know that our online ministry is growing daily. Don't understand that there's so much the Lord is doing. We're, we're about to embark on some business. And people don't realize that you have that because you're just so normal. You're just so normal. Because God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. You don't have to be... Oh, okay, uh, uh, Nene B from Jacksonville, Florida. We got people all over the nation. You don't have to walk around with an arrogant spirit <laughs> for God to use you. Come on. I know somebody unseen. You don't see them Barbie dolls in church. Come on. Don't act like I'm talking arbitrarily. You don't see them Barbie dolls in church and them Ken dolls in church walking around like they're better than everybody else and no good and well that their closet full of skeletons and full of mess. Aren't, aren't we tired of that spirit yet? <laughs> I mean, haven't we found out yet that God can use you? God can use you, just ordinary you. And I love that so many ordinary brothers and sisters have decided that I'm going to just do the work of the Lord to the best of my ability than to keep following mess. And on today, I, I want to talk about this smiling bully because... The enemy has a way of camouflaging. He has a way of making, uh, the Bible says, no wonder for even Satan transformed his ministers into ministers of light. Okay? All right? So what happens is we see a personality on the stage smiling at us, and, and just, oh, he's so happy-go-lucky, and we don't know the intent of the heart, and we get carried away because they're so nice. Some people are nice-nasty. Some people are nice-nasty. Y'all ever seen people like that, that smile at you, but they saying something real slick? That, oh, hey, sis, hey, bruh, but they, they really undercutting you? I, I'm going to show you one, and, and once again, I'm not a gospel, I'm a watchman. I'm not a gospel. I'm a watchman. I know what I'm what I'm seeing in the church world, and I'm gonna say something about it. I'm gonna show you this, brother, and I, I want you to know that 
I'm a, I'm a student of the word of God. I'm serious about my walk with God. Here's a man by the name of Mike Winger. And you see little Joel, little Joel over there in the corner. I'm not going to stay on him long because I'm going to show you what little Joel has done to Mike Winger. Mike Winger is a, um, he's a Bible teacher on the internet. He has his own channel. I bring him up because he is trying to be sincere to the text, which is very rare. People are trying to showboat. They're trying to hoop. They're trying to postulate. They're making up doctrines, pulling stuff out of their head. Um, I'm going to say it. Y'all know me. I don't hold back. Jamal Bryant just said that Jesus spent eight. Jamal Bryant, Lord Jesus, stay with me, microphone. I'm telling you, when you start fighting against that devil, people just make up stuff. But Jamal Bryant, Jamal Bryant has decided to get up and say that Jesus spent 85% of his life out of order. Go, go look it up. I'm not making it up. And you have jokers like this say whatever they want to say, and you have Mike Winger. Mike Winger, who tries to stay in the scripture. Mike Winger, who tries to be sincere to the text. And he is saying that there is a pseudo-Christianity. Let me get on it. Let me get on 18 of you here. Let me get on it. There's a pseudo-Christianity propagated by, I got to say it, Oprah Winifrey. I said Winifrey, the old school way. <laughs> um, Tyler Perry. Old Jakes. You know, he be, he dipped his pinky in that. Um, and, and Joel, who give you this smiling gospel, this gospel that is ambiguous enough where you can fit everything in but yet still call it Christianity. No, we got to deal with sin, righteousness, repentance, uh, regeneration, sanctification. We got to deal with the truth. And Mike Winger on his platform tries his best to deal with the truth. And when he did things on his platform for fair use, just fair use, here comes the machine. Here comes the machine, the bullies. See, this is the stuff that people don't talk about. They, we too busy in foolishness and, and preach stuff. Ain't. Here come the machine, the, the um, evangelical machine that says, if you bring up my name or if you use certain pieces of my media, which is fair use because you're giving commentary and you've reworked the, the, the commentary for that, that film, that he has decided to give them a restriction strike on YouTube. If you get three of those in a month, they take your channel. Okay, so Joel Osteen is using his muscle to snuff out an honest voice. What does that have to do with the unction? What is that? Y'all ought to put that together real quick. Y'all ought to put that together real quick. Why fight against little people who are trying to get out the truth to you when we got big devils on the other hand? That that knows what we're saying is true. They know what we're saying is true. And if we weren't telling the truth, why would they fight us all the way in those high places? Because they are afraid that if these little voices like yours and mine keep standing up, 
if these little voices keep saying that you're going to stop exploiting the people of God, you are going to stop using the Bible as a springboard for self-help theology. That's not what this is for. You can't help yourself. You can't help yourself. Jesus said, come unto me. All of you who have labored and are heavy laden, I'll be the one to give you rest. You can't help yourself. You can't make your best decisions to have your best life. The Bible says that if you will come to God, he'll make you a new creature. Old things will pass away. All things will become new. I don't care how many self-help sermons you say in front of them people, they need to repent. They need to repent, repent, repent. I wish I could stand on stage. They let John Gray on the stage. They they gonna let him on the stage. They ain't gonna let me on. They let Kanye West. Oh yay, whatever whatever his name is this week. They let him on the stage. They're not gonna let me on the stage or you on the stage. It's time to repent. It's time to repent. The day is getting it's getting late in the evening. Jesus is on the way. The time is telling it. And if the Lord don't call all of us home, he just might call your name. And if the Lord call your name, you want to be ready. You want to be ready. And that's why it's important for me to exist. That's why it's important for this platform to exist. That's why it's important for us to come together. Yes, it might be 24 of us on here right now, but thousands come across the unction and they see this. And it's waking some people up. I have the emails. I know that y'all tired of abuse. I know that y'all tired of playing in church. And I know that y'all want to see a real move of God. And, and Mike Winger, he's my brother in Christ. He don't understand everything about spirituality. And that's another gap that I'm trying to bridge. That's why I want you here. Help me bridge some gaps because these brothers are sincere. They're in the word. But sometimes you can get so far in the word that you put the spirit to sleep. And there's sometimes that you want to be all spirit, spirit. And that's, Lord have mercy, that's outside of the fence. I'm just being honest. We want to get so far in the spirit that we throw the Bible away. You got Larry Reed over there telling everybody to throw the Bible out. You got Ebenard Jordan over there telling everybody to throw the Bible out. And then Matthew Stevenson have Ebenard Jordan and Juanita Bonham putting mantles on him. I'm just telling the truth. I'm just telling the truth. I don't care who get mad at me. I don't need to come to the party. I don't need to come to the party. The Lord has given me a voice. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Lord has given me a voice. The Lord has given. The Bible says my sheep hear my voice. The voice of another they will not hear. I don't even care about coming to the party. I don't care about coming to the party. I've been at the party. I played at the party. I've been on the stage with Jamal Bryant, with, with Ty Hall, with Juanita Bond. I've been on the stage with them people. Hallelujah. I know what happens in the background. I help, I help them set up. I've done these things. And that's why I have such a voice to cry out. Sometimes the Lord put you in the room so you can see it. Sometimes the Lord put you in the room so you can see it. So you can stand on the rock and say, I know what I'm saying. You can look at me like I'm crazy. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. It's people like Joel Osteen who stand on these stage smiling at you. They're bullies. They're bullies. They want the smaller voices to stop, but we ain't going to stop. Joel, you got to preach the gospel. You got to preach the gospel. Jesus came here to save sinners. 
And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. And the gift of God is eternal life by Christ Jesus. The Bible says the soul that sin of it shall die. The Bible says, hallelujah, Jesus, that the soul, all souls are mine. As the soul of the son is mine, the soul of the father is mine. Every man must give an account for the work that he have done. Hallelujah. You got to tell the people the truth, Joel. Stop shaking hands with the world. Stop shaking hands with the world. They ask you about the LGBTQA plus community, and there is no hatred towards them. Let me tell you something. I don't have no hatred towards nobody, no orientations. I don't care what you want to do to consenting adults feel like doing together. But if you ask me what the Bible says, the Bible says men with men doing that which is unseemly, doing that which is not convenient. The Bible says that the man is putting away the natural use of the woman. The Bible says women with women doing which is not convenient. The Bible says for this cause God has given them over to vile affections. I can't help it. That's what the Bible says. And that's why I'm grateful for people like Donnie McClurkin. He ain't there yet. I'm not either. But one thing I appreciate about the brother is he's not about to bump his head and say, well, the Bible don't mean what it say no more. He will at the very least say, holiness is still right. It's still right. He He's struggling. We know it. But at least he'll admit the Bible is still right, though. But people like Joe Osteen won't stand on the word of God. That's right, HDT Leadership Academy. Stop shaking hands with sin. Stop shaking hands with sin. Now, I want to move a little bit forward. I'm not going to stay here all night, but that's old Joel, that, that smiling bully, picking on the little man. And, I, and if you want to just hear some good, biblical, sound lessons about different topics, uh, Mike Winger, he, he is a good teacher. There's another one. I wish I would have had his picture on here. If you want to get a lot of Greek word studies, Jim Brown, Jim, Dr. Jim, I, I don't know if he's a doctor, but Jim Brown, he's a teacher out of Tennessee, and uh, he, he has a lot of good word studies. He don't understand nothing spiritual. He's another brother. <laughs> he give you good word studies. He don't understand nothing spiritual. And, you know, it's like the apostles wrote the Bible after the apostolic age, the Holy Spirit went to sleep. We got a book, and we just do the best we can. We just do the best we can. And uh, I don't agree with that. I believe that the Holy Spirit is still alive and active in the life of the believer. But I don't believe in the hyper-charismatic movement. Everything ain't a demon. Everything ain't a demon. You, you drop your water bottle. I dropped my bottles. The, the, the devil, the demons got in my bottles. Everything's not a demon. Some things, you just clumsy. It's just you. You, Oh, I got a sick demon. I got a coughing demon. Is Everything's not a demon. It's you got a respiratory infection. It's cold outside. Uh, Kim Durden, uh, Joel Olson has always been just a motivational speaker. That's why people are comfortable. They don't want accountability. That's right. And a reprobate mind, Gene sixty five, reprobated minds out here. Everything ain't a demon. Everything ain't a spirit. Something's just you. <laughs> I don't believe in a hyper charismatic, but I do believe in the charis the graces, the unction of the Holy Spirit. I believe in that. Now, I want to get to the uh, the con man. The con man. Oh, the smiling bully and the con man. There go uh, old Joel right there, and there go 
Bishop Whitehead. Bishop Whitehead. He um he just got arrested. Something to do with conning people out of their money and uh, you know, when things were rep- reported to Paul, it got to a point where he said, yeah, I rightly believe it. Yeah, I believe it to be true. Paul Paul got some reports that came to him. He said, yeah, that sounds about right. Now, you got to wait till people go to trial if he go to trial. Um, but what I want to say is you got preachers once again. Uh, he he's he's not my focus. Uh, that that man can't do nothing to me or for me. He's not my focus. My focus is, yeah, preachers like him. They put on five and ten thousand dollar suits in front of you, hundreds of thousands of dollars of of jewelry, run, run around in half a million dollar cars. Yep, he, yep, young got arrested again. Go look it up. He'll probably post bail. You never know. They millions of dollar cars and vehicles, and do this in front of you. I, and I'm not just talking about him. I'm talking about all the ones you unlet do that. Your Creflos, your um, all of them. What's it? Even R. Jordan, Reverend Ike back in the day. And, and that's another thing. When I say have these people named, these people don't care nothing about Jesus. They don't care nothing about the Bible. I'm not trying to reform them. The devil not going to be reformed. These people are reprobate. What I'm talking about is I want to jog our minds. I'm trying to jog our minds. When a preacher is wearing your riches in front of you with mothers in the church who can't get away to church, you got elderly picking between their prescriptions and their food. And I'm going to come out and tell my, oh, God wants us to be rich. Why you don't have enough faith? I got the faith to receive. What is wrong with our brains? This is 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Here it is. You gladly put up with fools since you're so wise. Honey, honey, I want a pastor that look like he got something. I want a pastor who look like he making it. I'm going to follow you and you struggling too. He ain't struggling because your struggle behind is giving him your money. Y'all silly. <laughs> it says you gladly pull up with fools because you're so wise. You're so great. You can't follow somebody regular. In fact, you even put up with anyone who enslaves you. I, You know what? We was recently, we was recently at the church painting and moving chairs, and like I said, we're in the middle of remodeling, and I have gone ahead of my brothers. I work ahead of them. I can't enslave my brothers. I can't enslave you for volunteer work. A real fighter, a real king will go in front of the army. They don't say, oh, army, go on ahead. Now, if you are anointed and a king in Israel, the anointed king can fight in front of the army. Why? Because can't nothing kill me under the anointing. I fight in front of my brothers. I go to war in front of my brothers. I, I serve. I clean. I paint. I do all I can because I don't make slaves of volunteers. And you know what? It's one of the silliest things I ever seen. How you let somebody fuss at you and you volunteering? Come on, help me, church. Come on, help me, church. What it says, uh, shepherds are to tend the sheep, but we have sheep defending wolves. Come on, Joseph Early. Come on, Joseph Early. That's good. Shepherds are to tend the sheep, 
but we have sheep defending wolves. God, you right. Lord, you right. That's a good one. I'm tired of that. Stop coming to me talking about, oh, don't talk about nobody. Y'all just, people are not used to Watchmen. They're not used to Watchmen. They're not used to Herod. You cannot have your brother's wife. They're not used to Hymenaeus did me much evil. They're not used to I withstood Peter to the face. They're not used to Pharaoh let my people go. They're not used to people being straight up. Just listen, this is what's happening. This is what it got to be, okay? I'm not a gossip. I'm not here to gossip. But I'm here to say that the abuse must stop and, and I want the church to explain to me, like I was saying, I want the church to explain to me, how you let y'all pastors fuss at y'all and y'all volunteering? <laughs> how your first lady fussing at you and you volunteering? If I'm not doing a wonderful job, just tell me, okay, brother, I appreciate the help. I've done it. It was some people who was helping me, and uh, I was like, oh, my Lord. And I had to say, brother, I appreciate you trying to help me out, man, but I'm going a, I'm to a go ahead and do what I got to do. And I said, man, can you help me do this or that? Why? Because you're volunteering. <laughs> you're volunteering. And sometimes people volunteer to do things that's not their skill set. And as a leader, you got to count up that cost. And when something go wrong, you got to say, okay, well, let me, since I know everything, since you you know how it should be done, go do it. That's what frustrated. That's what frustrated me as a musician, cause I was a musician first, and I played for free a long time. And ain't nothing more frustrating than a pastor demanding you do something on your instrument, and the pastor has no idea what they want you to do. Do the thing. Do do the thing. That ain't the note. Do the note. You know the note. Get my my note. You know. And we be like, what are you talking about, brother? Please, Jesus. Now me. I'm the type of person, I can go over, thank the Lord, if I'm trying to find something, I can go over and say, this note right here, brother, or this, I'll get on the guitar or the bass and say, this is what I'm I'm looking for, but it, it not drive people crazy, and I'm saying it as a musician, but how many times, and I'm talking about that scripture that says, enslave you, how many preachers do we have that don't know how to show you the note, but they fussing at you about it? How many preachers don't know how to grow no ministry? Lord, help me, Jesus God, today. How many pastors don't know how to grow no church, ain't never grown no church, but fussing with the people about y'all ain't bringing no souls in, y'all running souls away, y'all ain't doing the, the stuff right, y'all ain't doing testimony right. Well, you do testimony right. Well, you take up offering right. Y'all ain't taking up the offering You take up the offering. Don't know what you're doing. But first thing, everybody, you don't know what note you want. I'm tired of that, pastors. I'm tired of that, preachers. Y'all don't know what note you want. And you're screaming about notes you ain't never hit before. Lord Jesus, these pastors beating people, enslaving the folk, hurting the folk, making them feel less than, making them feel like they can't make it. They don't know nothing. Nah, if you know that much, then teach the folk there. Teach the people of God. Hey, Antonio Curry. God bless you. I was looking for you. Oh, my goodness. Look, look. it says, uh, who enslaves you or exploits you. That's him. That's him. Or exploits you. That's him. 
Look at or takes advantage of you or puts on airs. What is puts on airs? These are the preachers who just so boastful. I almost got on it. I almost got on it. Dwayne Harris tone deaf. Kim Dirty. My father-in-law went through that at our old church. The pastor there was ungrateful. He was playing for free and teaching songs he wrote. Lord have mercy. I hate to see people taking advantage of. Taking advantage of. And then you, you got this air of superiority. These people who puts on airs, this air of superiority that these pastors have. Let me tell you something. These men and women are not better than you. These pastors are not better than you. Your, your pastor is not better than you. Your apostle is not better than you. Your bishop is not better than you. At best, let me tell you about a man or a woman of God who was called to God. At best, the Lord has saved us, sanctified us, cleaned us up, and he has commissioned us to be his servants and to be your servants. Okay? And now because I am serving our great Lord, sometimes there's an amount of respect and privilege that matches the responsibility. You hear what I'm saying? Sometimes there is a, a bit of respect and privilege that matches the responsibility. Now, that's the thing I've noticed. I am a pastor too, all right? Now, I know I don't make the people happy, but now, but now let me talk as a pastor. I don't talk as a musician. I don't talk as a lay member. Now, let me talk as a pastor. I got people who want me at their side, want me in their house, want me at the hospital, want me to visit their kids at school, want me to help them with their bills, want me to help the youth department, want me to make sure the choir's right, want me to make sure the, the church is remodeled. <laughs> I'm talking about today. I, and want this and this and this and this, and want me to go jump in my van and almost run off cliffs all day driving and delivering. All right? You, then and let me say this to the church. Now let me get some amens on this one. You can't want a full-time pastor and have part-time support. Oh, Lord, I hope I don't lose my audience. I hope I don't lose my audience. Oh, Lord. Let me say it again, though. I'm being honest. Y'all can't demand full-time pastors and be part-time supporters. All right, let me keep going before I lose everybody. <laughs> Saints of God. Saints of God. It is time for God's people to stop being exploited by people who have this air of superiority, this air of I'm better than you because I don't rob you of your money. It's insane. It's insane. We, these people, and, and I'm saying this as a, um, thank you, Dwayne Harris. The, I'm saying this as someone who has been there. I'm saying this as someone who's been there. And, I'm very plain spoken. I got on my little clothes from Target or whatever. And, you know, I got on my old shoes and I'm very down to earth. And there are people that you've seen on the Internet who are in the Charlotte area. And their ministries are not the size of half of my ministry at Church Unlimited. Their ministries are not that big but they have an air of superiority 
where they feel they make others feel like they're this or they're that, but they're so nasty and they're so disrespectful and they talk with talk to people so crazy that they can't keep a church together. They talk to people so condescending they can't keep a congregation together. And they look at little old me and wonder how in the world is this country snagging to crooked tooth bumpkin able to, to help a ministry stay together. I treat people right. I talk to you the way I want to be talked to. I treat you the way that I want to be treated. I care for your soul. And that's why the Lord adds. And not only that, I make room for gifts. Let me say it. Let me say it. Another one of your problems is you're so self-conscious and you you have such a, a nervousness about other gifts and talents coming in. You don't make room for other people's gifts. You don't make room for other people's talents. And then people go out the door and you say they jealous. No, you did not allow the room to be made for them because a gift makes room for a person. And if you don't have enough room for that kind of expansion, you can't keep souls. It's always going to be you, your wife, and your dog. It's always going to be that. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Don't let these people fool you on the internet. Don't let them fool you. They don't have no ministries. Their, their ministry is fooling people across the line somewhere. <laughs> I wish I wish I had the pictures of my church. I took them off my little uh, portfolio. But, but that's what's happening. Let me go back to the scripture. Verse 21. To my shame... I admit that we were too weak for that. Paul Paul felt so bad because he just couldn't bring himself to do it. He just can't he he couldn't bring himself to do it. He couldn't bring himself to act like that. He couldn't bring himself to dressing all grandiose and acting like he better than all the people. He couldn't bring himself to that point. And I'm I'm finding myself the same way. I just I I can't do it. I can't do it. I know where the Lord brought me from. I know how bound I used to be. I know how my heart got broken. I know how I was deceived in ministry. I know how I was hurt. I know how I was misled. And so I just cannot put that on nobody else. I can't take nobody through the pain that I've gone through in ministry. I can't see myself doing that. I can't sit up here and, and, and smile and lie to you week after week knowing that you're going to a devil's hell, but I just want to make sure my books keep selling, Joel. I just want to make sure the, the, the auditorium keeps getting full. And, and I'm okay with looking at an entire generation perish. I can't do it. I can't take your money and drive lavish cars and, and wear $10,000 suits and hundreds of thousand dollars worth of jewelry in front of you and then come up and say, please give me an offering and an offering around my neck. I can't do it. It says, you help your pastor when you see he's putting in the work and displaying humility. My old church had reserved seating for that family, but they wouldn't help in the church. That don't make no sense. Aloha, have mercy. I can't stand it. When people can't, you want special treatment, but you can't help. But but Lord Jesus, the Bible says a workman is worthy of his hire. Don't muzzle an ox that tread out the corn. I'm not talking about that. A man of God, a woman of God who is working and doing the work of the Lord, excuse me, who's doing what the Lord wants them to do, be there for them. That's what I did, sister said. 
Be there for them. Stand up for them. Don't let them struggle. Don't let, don't let your man and woman of God struggle. Don't do that. That's wrong. You're thieves. You're robbers. I'm a pastor too. If I wasn't a pastor, then maybe I couldn't speak from it. But I've been on both levels. And I know that this is not easy. This is not easy. And then taking the arrows, taking the shots, being alienated, being put out. People call, I've had people call that a blackballing me. Good thing I wasn't trying to get in nowhere. I would have people come to the ministry. Let me show you about this air, putting on airs, this air of superiority. I had some people come to the ministry, and we had first got this to encourage someone who's just getting started in ministry or someone who want to do something. It could be a business. It could be anything. But I want to give you this testimony, what happened to us. We was just getting started over on North Trine Street here in Charlotte. And uh, a couple walked in, and we was having a struggling service. It was. It was struggling. And uh, we were sitting and and just trying to get things going because um, musicians were absent. Singers weren't all there. But we just came in and gave God the glory. I played whatever I could. I'm I'm a guitarist, but I'll get by on the keyboard. I'll hold a song together. My son, you know, he plays drums very well now. But we had the service, and um, – Somebody judged us on our bad day, and they were so superior. They were so superior. They sat in the service, and what is this? What are these people doing? God, what? And they, oh, man. And they were, they saw who we had, and it was enough where it was like, oh, he got a church. I know we can do this. You know, it was that kind of attitude. So, <laughs> They got together. Next thing you know, they they felt emboldened by our bad service. They were encouraged by our horribleness. And next thing you know, we saw them. They was advertising on Facebook, and we started our ministry up. And, I mean, they were ready to go. They saw our bad service, and they was like, oh, man, if that mess can have a church, I'm ready. So they did whatever, and I think they, they might have tried to have a church for two months and found out that if God don't call you, you ain't going to do it. And if God calls you, you can't help but do it. Lord have mercy. I'm going to say it again. If God don't call you, you ain't going to do it. But if God calls you, you can't help but do it. I'm telling you right now, when the Lord has called you and commissioned you, even when you don't feel like you're doing as well as you should be, the Lord will add to it just because he wrote his name on it. Oh, I'm about to shout right there. I'm about to shout right there. For those of you who are tired of being exploited, for those of you who are tired of being mistreated, for those of you who are tired of being jerked around left and right, I want to tell you something tonight. If the Lord will write his name, if the Lord would write his name on that which you commit to him, I want you to know that he'll add to it just because his name is on it. And that includes you, my brother. That includes you, my sister. Let the Lord write his name, his character, his being, his essence upon you. And he can't help but add to it because his name is on it. His name is on it. And I want you to be encouraged with that, that you don't have to be abused. 
You don't have to be taken advantage of. You don't have to let these bullies smile at you and watch. That is evil. It is insidious. What kind of spirit is Lord Jesus, I'm trying to let it go, but I'm going to reveal another level of this thing to you because I believe that God still speaks. I'm going to give another couple comments, and I'm going to tell you this vision that I had about this this well-to-do demon spirit. It was a demon spirit. It was dressed to the T. It was in a business. I'm going to tell you about it. Okay. It says, uh, poopy, Lord. Pastor, can you one day do a video on self-control and how not to gratify the desires of the flesh? I will definitely do that. I will definitely do that. Um... In fact, I'm not even going to wait till Monday because I have I have a lot that can help with that because I fought. I fought to get where I am. That's why I don't let nobody take it from me. I know where I was, so you can't take it from me. You can say whatever you want to say. When when you fought as hard as I fought, <laughs> here's the next one. Um, exactly. My wife and I helped our pastor wherever uh, we were called from cleaning, organizing, singing, whatever. doesn't matter. Only what you do for Christ will last. That's right. Being a part of a church is full-time work for the Lord. Amen. That is right. I appreciate you. Um, and Dwayne Harris, I appreciate your faithfulness, uh, even where you were, because here's the thing. You might have done what you've done from your heart in a place that didn't appreciate it, but I loved one thing I found out about God, Dwayne Harris. One thing I found out about God, because I did too, working with my hands on farms, 100-degree weather, in, in uh, terminals, 30 degrees, 20 degrees in terminals, working on trucks for people who hated me spiritually. But what I realized is God settled all my accounts. God settled all of my accounts. And now I'm seeing the fruits of my labors springing up in a field that I didn't even know I was planting in. God in heaven today, let me help somebody. Now, let me give this scripture. Why I'm I'm fired up about Joel, because it's an insidious demon. It's an insidious spirit that does what Joel does. Because I saw the spirit over Charlotte, and it looked like a very well-to-do businessman. And it was over the tallest building in Charlotte, which is the nation's, well, Bank of America building. See, I'm about to show you that I am a thousand years old. I was about to say nation's bank building. Bank of America building downtown. This spirit was well-dressed in a gray suit, white, crispy white shirt, black tie. I mean, perfect. Nails, perfect. Everything perfect on this being. And then I saw out of him was like a sludge. It was like a slime. It, I, I saw stuff coming, like little orbs of light. This I saw dark creature. All kinds of things was just proceeding out of it. And I was young when I saw this, and that was the first time I realized different rankings in spiritual warfare. When we would go to church and we would deal with these demon spirits, um, people spitting and rolling around on the ground and and growling at you and throwing their shoe and dumb stuff like that. We thought we were doing something. 12 and 1 o'clock in the morning, Lord have mercy. Come to realize we ain't even stepped our foot in fighting against principalities. Dealing with the little church around the way, that's an ignorant spirit. You're going to stay ignorant as as long as you want to stay ignorant. But it is those churches 
that are bringing people down in mass. Thousands. Joel, Stephen Furtick. Yeah, I'm going to call y'all. He in Charlotte. Stephen Furtick. Um, Jamal Bryant. I'm going to even call this one out. John Hagen. John and Matthew Hagen. Y'all wrong. Y'all wicked. What y'all doing down there? Preaching whatever. Preaching a, um, I'm going to just say it, a white supremacist gospel down there in Texas, uh, John Hagee. And I used to love John Hagee. That brother had a voice like thunder, you know? And and he don't he just he don't even care now. He don't he don't care now. He don't care what the truth is. He just go preach whatever right wing whatever. And I don't believe in the left wing stuff either. Now I don't believe in that either. Is that's wicked too. I don't believe that you should take a baby from the womb, and I don't believe that you should shoot my baby once it's born, and he's trying to go buy some skittles and some tea. I don't believe you should do either one of those. I believe it's both murder. And I don't like neither one of you. Uh, so, but we got to fight powers and principalities, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. So I just wanted to expose, and I'm not going to um, stop because people also accuse me of not being able to see what happens outside of uh, the African-American circles. It's not that. It's just that I start at home. I started with us. I dealt with us. I'm glad that encouraged you, Brother Dwayne Harris. It started with us, and now I want you to know that I'm watching. I see what happens around me, and I want the people of God to continue to be discerning. I'm almost out of here. All right, we're at 750. Continue to be discerning. Get in the word. Depend on the spirit. Get in the word. Depend on the spirit. Like I said earlier uh, about Elisha, Elijah, he was given bread and water and that's what we're depending on the bread of the word and the water springing up in the everlasting life if we continue to do that we won't be enslaved we won't be exploited we won't be taken advantage of just like we read in the scriptures on tonight thank you for your time i hope this encourages you continue to send me your emails your questions continue to uh speak to me and let me know what we can do to just get more acquainted we are preparing i'm thinking in march i'm thinking in march we're going to do a um not a convention not a convention what is it called well you bring the people when you bring the people i haven't done this in solo when you when you're putting together a um anyway we're doing an event in march i'm having a brain freeze we're gonna get a hotel and then uh rent a spot and just have a good time in the Lord and and do a, a good um, event where we're having you come from Florida, Maryland, New York. In fact, I'm going to New York in February. That's why I want to do it in March. Uh, Kentucky, I'm going, I got some in Georgia, some, I, I, apparently in Sacramento. Lord Jesus, I, I am so happy. We're getting out there. Um, Ark, Ark either? Sprat, yes, Lord. Okay, I'm trying to forgive me for messing up these names, but uh, we're we're gonna get something together because we want you to fly in. Some of you need that experience. I know it's 20 of you watching, but for those who get on here later, some of y'all need that experience because sometimes when you get out, there are spirits assigned to nations, cities, even just towns, uh, and and sometimes when you get out from one side of town. 
sometimes you just go to the rich side of town and drive and get away from poverty stricken energies. Get just, but also, I want you to fly out of your city. I want you to fly out of your city and develop a strategy that supersedes whatever strongholds might be in the city that you're in. So, um, Purcell, Kaiser, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Convocation, not quite a, you know, I don't, I don't want to call it a convocation yet. I'm not quite there yet. But uh, it's almost like a seminar, but it's not a convocation. It's something like, uh, it's not a convention. <laughs> We're going to get together. Once again, if you want to support the auction, we have a new cash app. I'm trying to get things, everything uniform. So it's hashtag the unction, hash, not hashtag, dollar sign, the unction, dollar sign, the unction, dollar sign, the unction. If you want to support the ministry, if you want to give towards this work, um, some of you might have found a word tonight that encouraged you. Some of you might have, uh, and never, let me tell you what, what I take this off, off of the screen. What I never want nothing to do with is no one feeling pressured about giving on this platform. I, I don't care if the if the lights lit up in the room and the ground started shaking and you started floating off the ground when you heard something I said. Do not feel obligated <laughs> to give to the platform. Everything we do is free will offering. It's The only reason why I bring it up is in faith, just believing that there's someone looking who may want to give to this work and we ask that you will and um we'll continue to help we were so happy this week to bless several children came to the building oh man you know i hope we have some pictures i gave you pictures of what we did last month i want to give you pictures of this month and um we're on sabbatical so the people just kind of came in and got their gifts and we were in the sanctuary working conference lord have mercy why couldn't i think of the word conference why i couldn't think of the word conference thank you sister tanja cooper thank you lord have mercy we're we're a real ministry the 17 of you that's watching right now y'all really brought of the ministry because when you put the dollar sign stuff on the screen everybody usually go <laughs> usually talking to ghosts but um i appreciate you in fact two of you just dropped off see see look at you but um, I, I want you to know that we really are trying to do the work. We're trying to do the work. We want people to see Jesus. That's what we're trying to do. We're going into the hedges and highways, going into the communities, preaching the good word, and showing the good word. And we're going to continue to do that on this platform. I just want to tell you all thank you. We love you. God bless you. Keep your head up. Y'all not crazy. All right, this day in the 755, you are not crazy. Y'all see what y'all see. Y'all hear what y'all hear. Y'all know what is happening in ministry. Don't let nobody talk down to you because you're pointing it out. We matter, and we're needed in the kingdom, and somebody is in the valley trying to get home. God bless you. Let's keep depending on the unction. God bless.